If you have primary school-aged kids or grandkids, make sure Vision Kids is part of their daily routine. Vision Kids! Vision Kids is a 24-7 online radio stream featuring the ever-popular Adventures in Odyssey. Hi, this is Chris. Welcome to Adventures in Odyssey. Plus other world-class radio dramas, kids' music and friendly voices. G'day, Vision Kids. Vision Kids is streaming now in the Vision app and online at visionkids.org.au. You can also tell your smart speakers to play Vision Kids Radio. If you don't already have the Vision app on your phone or tablet, you can download it for free when you search Vision Christian Media in your app store. Vision Kids. Another way we're helping the whole family look to God daily. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. Looking in on this week's political agenda with the Australian Christian Lobby. And Wendy Francis is back with us today, the National Director of Politics for the ACL. Joining us, Wendy's also a player in the significant role that she has on the Vision Board, always a great guest. And if you are looking for an update on the state of where things are at in Australia today, get ready for a quick-fire update on the state of the nation grappling with ethics and policy and where Christians sit in the mix. We're 90 minutes away from talking with one of our nation's mega church leaders. Pastor Dale Stevenson will be sharing his thoughts on building discipleship culture in your local church. He leads Crossway Baptist Church in Melbourne. It's the biggest Baptist church in the nation. Get ready for that conversation in around 90 minutes from now. Then on Faith and the Future with Dr. Camille Magdaly, our series is on the Anzac legacy. Today we're unpacking some of the background to Gallipoli. We're back for a big year ahead in 2024, engaging conversations ahead on this Monday edition of 2020. As we do on a Monday and as we will do throughout the year, we'll be checking in with the Australian Christian Lobby at this time as we get thinking about the ethics and about the theology and about where Christians sit on a whole range of developments that are happening in our nation of Australia. Wendy Francis, National Director of Politics for the ACL, back with us. Hey, Wendy, welcome back to 2020. So good to be back, Neil. And boy, we do have a lot of things to get through this morning, don't we? Because we've hit the ground running, that's for sure. Okay, well, Wendy, let's start with something that we've been talking about uh, really for over a year now. Uh, This thought of a religious discrimination bill and the Australian Law Reform Commission has been considering Uh, what they're going to be able to do with Christian schools. Where do we start with this one? So the ALRC, the Australian Law Reform Commission, um, they have given the their report, their recommendations to the government, but they have not been made public yet. Now the government, this government has said that they will not bring in a religious discrimination bill until they get that report from the ALRC on the Sex Discrimination Act. So we are waiting on both of those things. Um, this, this actually predates the religious discrimination bill goes right back to 2017 when same-sex marriage came in and the government said then we are going to need to bring in a religious discrimination uh, bill because schools and churches are going to need to be protected to be able to um, continue to believe what they actually believe through their, um, their faith. So we're still waiting. 
We do expect that early in this year. Um, our CEO, Michelle Pierce, does have, she has been invited to come and speak with the AG, the Attorney General, next week. So we do expect to get some information from that meeting. Um, but certainly the need to protect religious freedom in order to allow churches and faith-based schools to continue operating according to their beliefs is just so important. So, yeah, we're still still working on that. Freedom of thought, freedom of conscience. Uh, those are the foundations, aren't they? And if you want any freedom at all, you have to have freedom of thought, freedom of conscience. And those are the things that are under threat with that particular uh, deliberation from the Australian Law Reform Commission. And I know that there's ways that listeners can take some action there. Uh, let me ask you um, about uh, the issues around deductible gift recipients. Wendy, mm. uh, there's lots to cover. Um, this DGR rebate, uh, some radical changes are being debated right now. Give us your insights. So a lot of your church pastors, people who are listening, your church pastors, your schools, they will be aware of what's happening. And this is part of what we're looking at with the government squeezing uh, faith-based uh, organisations all the time. So uh, despite the evidence that is indisputable, actually, that demonstrates that people of faith give more to charity, they volunteer more time uh, than their secular counterparts do, and there's obviously um, also a very positive correlation between faith and philanthropy. Um, the government is proposing, despite all of that, they're, disposing, they're proposing really radical changes to their rules on tax incentives. So they're targeting, they're wanting to remove, um, they want to exclude advancing religion from this DGR status. They want to exclude school building funds. Now, of course, um, governments already provide the capital funding for students in government schools because you know, that's what the government does for their own state schools. Um, but there's only a fraction of the capital needs for um students in faith-based schools that is actually helped by the government. So they rely on this DGR status. Uh, they're also wanting to remove the DGR status for religious education in government schools. And so we are um, in deep talks with the government at the moment, but also along with uh, the Christian schools, uh, pastors and um, leaders of other charity, Christian charities as well. Wendy, if you're thinking through the issue here and uh, the government's deliberation around DGR, is it really uh, even wise uh, to think or is it jumping to conclusions to think that somehow other churches appear to be a target here? Because uh, this actually does really bring this into focus, doesn't it? That schools are an extension of the work of the local church and schools being the foot in the door and churches now under attack around this DGR. Uh, is it, you know, are we being paranoid to think that churches here are under uh, a special focus, a special target from our government? I don't think we're being paranoid at all. I mean, there's no doubt we still have an amazing sense of freedom here in Australia, and we need to be very grateful for that. We're not at, this, at a position where we are under a physical attack, but we are definitely being squeezed as to whether we have the right to, um, to actually speak and teach what we believe from the Bible. Now, when I say that um, we are under attack and we have, a, we have rights, 
we are not actually um, fighting for our own rights. Neil, you and I are old enough to um, to understand that we are not worried about our own rights, but we are concerned for our children. We are concerned for our grandchildren, that they will retain the right to have freedom of religion and freedom of um, conscience, as you say, but also the freedom that comes with freedom of, of faith, freedom of, of conscience, freedom of thought is a benefit to our entire country. So we're not talking about something that is just a welfare for Christians. We are talking about something that is for the welfare of our entire nation. And so it is worth fighting for. And definitely it's not paranoid to think the churches are being targeted. So as we would all appreciate that our Christian faith passes from generation to generation. That's how it's been for the past 2,000 years. And so in Australia, we've had this wonderful Christian foundation. There's been an enabling of our faith to pass from generation to generation through our school system, through our churches. And that's, uh, that deductible gift recipient has made that a real possibility. And now that is at risk. There's more to say on that, and no doubt we'll be enlarging on that as we continue through this year, Wendy Francis. I've got so much to yes. cover with you. Let's move on. Concerns over the rise in anti-Semitism in Australia. What have you been feeling and what sort of discussions have been happening at the Australian Christian Lobby? So I think we've all seen um, the disgusting um, examples of anti-Semitism. We've seen um, shouting like gas the Jews. We've seen uh, people carrying uh, Jewish flags being arrested and taken off the street. We've seen shops even graffitied. So this is shocking in our nation, absolutely shocking. Um, and so ACL began a, a petition. It's ended up being quite a large petition. We're just calling on the government to really stamp down on this anti-Semitism, to use the um, anti-vilification laws that are already in place to stop this happening. We've got over 11,000 signatures on that petition and it closes at the end of this week because we want to present it next week in the first week of sitting in Parliament. So we encourage people to sign that. I guess one of my main concerns about this, Neil, though, is that this the latest ruling in the International Court of Justice in The Hague uh, that did not rule out Israel committing genocide, they did not rule that out, um, that is not going to help. That is only going to increase the public pressure on on um, Jews, on Israel, even in our own nation. And, and whilst the International Court... Um, did not rule that the war was illegal and that it had to stop, it still is concerning because it has opened up another huge debate. And I believe that Israel will be under increasing political and public pressure to change its tactics. Um, and so we're concerned that that will actually have a flow-on effect in anti-Semitism in Australia. And so when we see a movement in the sentiments that go away from uh, some level of uh, standing in solidarity with Israel, being able to defend itself against those terror attacks from October 7, as we see the world's uh, pendulum swinging one way and another, that has major effects all around the world for how people will view the Jewish people. And so this rise in anti-Semitism, and of course we've had a number of uh, issues, of course, um, that have been arising uh, of recent times where the Jewish people in Australia, the Jewish uh, people have felt as though they are under threat. They ought not to feel like that, Wendy. Just a, a quick thought here with rising anti-Semitism in Australia puts a people group 
under threat because they live in fear. Any thoughts from you there? And who would have believed that that would happen in Australia for one people group? No people group should feel under threat. But we've had we've had people who are of Jewish descent stuck in hotels with the lobby filled with hate-filled cries. We've had people who are, um, as I say, moved off the street, just ones and twos, when there's massive crowds shouting hateful things against them. This should not be happening in Australia. And and the government has already the legislation there to shut this down. So it's hard to understand why it isn't shut down. But I do, I, I the concern for me is that um, the latest things that have happened in the international court will only the, the potential is for that to increase, not decrease. So we need to stand very strong and. And we are not saying that we're taking any side in this even. I don't think you need to take a side to say, um, I mean, I certainly believe that Israel has the right to defend themselves, but, but you don't need to take a side to say that this should not be happening in our nation. Let me ask you about one of the issues that people will sometimes raise when it's about the uh, issue around Israel and Hamas, and that is around this issue of compassion. And of course, as Christian people, we are compassionate people, but um, innocent Palestinian victims of the conflict, uh, Palestinian Christians even, who are within the bounds of Gaza. Have you had any thoughts there? Because as we want to make sense of it, we want to stand with Israel. We want to defend their right to be able to defend themselves. They want to take down Hamas so that the threat to their own people is removed. We're also uh, brought into this uh, this con- this concern around the compassion for what are innocent Palestinian people. Any thoughts here from you? So the whole um, the uh, I guess that when people say that there's a genocide happening, and this is what the South African um, government said to the Hague, uh, there is no genocide happening from Israel towards the Palestine Palestinians because what what they are wanting to stamp out is Hamas, and they are making sure that aid gets through the Palestinians. But there is no doubt at all that innocent Palestinians are getting caught up in this conflict, and. We know of that there's a group in Australia called the Palestinian Christians in Australia, and they have brought to our attention and also we through us to the government um, to their attention that there is a, there's about 200 Christians at the moment sheltering in church buildings in Gaza who have valid Australian visas, but they're currently not being allowed to come because we're not taking in anyone from Gaza. Now, these people are innocent victims. They have valid Australian visas and we're calling on the government um, to act on their behalf, really, and praying that these people will get the necessary support to reach safety. And for the Christian, standing in solidarity with the nation of Israel because it seems to me, Wendy, that anything less actually fuels an anti-Semitism. Uh, that doesn't mean that you do away with your compassion for innocent Palestinians who may themselves be under threat, uh, but there's certainly a standing in solidarity with the people of Israel. Uh, Lots more to talk about that, no doubt. Um, Let's move on. As I said, there's a lot of things on a list of things to cover today, just getting an update. Uh, Gender ideology, this has been one we've been talking about for a long, long time now. What's the latest? 
It's something that's really key for ACL. And interestingly, the World Health Organization is not normally a friend of ours, to be honest. It's not some an organization that I often have a high regard for. But the latest advice from the WHO have come out and saying that there is not sufficient evidence to be able to safely recommend affirmation therapy for minors. Now, this is um, groundbreaking, really. But despite this, in Melbourne, in their Royal Children's Hospital, they continue to see patients. Or I'm going to—it's not patients. It's ridiculous because, because it's not an illness to be born in a male or a female body. But they continue to see children from three years old for gender dysphoria, and these children are consequently placed on a pathway to transition. This is this is diabolical. This is actually child abuse, and um, and so the who coming out with this is something that we can really try and gather momentum on, particularly from our MPs, to, to call a halt to what's happening to, in, to our children from three years old, but also to finally agree to have an inquiry into what is best practice for children who are confused about their gender. Okay, we might all be very concerned when we hear of children just three years old uh, being treated for gender dysphoria and that is continuing today even as we speak at Melbourne Royal yep. Children's Hospital Gender Clinic and as you say uh, the World Health Organization doesn't even affirm that but that is happening in the state of Victoria at Melbourne Royal Children's Hospital. Uh, we'll be following that closely too. Let's talk about some of the state issues and we might need to rattle through sure. some of these because there's so many. Let's start with the state of Queensland. Uh, what's happening for Queensland this year? So it's an election year, so it's big because it means in an election year, any time there's an election, we can bring in some really important issues and ask the different MPs and the different parties what their position is. So, I mean, at the moment, the Labor Party are pushing for abortion bills to be administered by nurses and midwives. That will be one of the things that we'll be asking um, our governments, you know, what it, which way are you going to go on this? We have a petition on that as well. It's currently around 3,000. We really want to get that up to 5,000. But our state director, Rob Norman is is appearing at the inquiry about that. ACL.org.au for listeners looking for that petition because a push for abortion pills to be administered by nurses and midwives in the state of Queensland and an election later in the year. Uh, let's talk South Australia. What's on the agenda there, Wendy? There's always some good things in South Australia. So at the moment, there is an inquiry into gender affirmation therapy, gender ideology that's being tabled and whether or not it will go forward will come up in early February. So we're really hoping that that will be successful. It'll be the first state, if that's possible, um, to, to go through. Uh, we, there's a move also to introduce the Nordic-style model of um, prostitution legislation. That would be amazing. It would be the first state in Australia if that actually got through. If it was successful, it, the sort of thing that that legislation does is that it provides um, exit strategies, for, particularly for women who are trapped in that modern form of, of slavery really and the walk for life is coming up soon so keep an eye out for information on that if you're in south australia because thousands join in that so some good things happening in south australia and uh, let's put the icing on the cake and i know that tassie listeners might be wondering what's going on in their state uh, what's the latest for tasmania so sadly, their government is following in the path of Victoria along the whole um, conversion therapy uh, legislation model and banning um, conversion therapy. Now, 
I, I think your listeners already understand that conversion therapy in this modern age is not talking about some torturous, cruel practice that, of course, none of us would actually agree to. They are already illegal. Um, but modern conversion therapy is, is the government wanting to ban um, things like uh, speaking truth to somebody about their biological sex, even praying for someone to understand uh, who they truly are, parents talking to their children and stopping small children from transitioning. This, this is enabling school to transition children without their parents' knowledge even. So there is an inquiry happening there. Submissions are due mid-February, about 16th of February. And this week uh, on Wednesday, we're actually got holding a webinar. So Tasmanians, we've got a webinar to show you how easy it is to actually make a submission into this inquiry. So I'd love you, love you to join that webinar. I thought it was going to be the icing on the cake, but let's squeeze in an extra couple of issues because I don't want to miss... <laughs> Uh, the Northern Territory, they have an election coming up uh, 24th of August. But let's jump yep, to important. Victoria because there's something very significant. Victoria, considering the removal of the Lord's Prayer from Parliament, uh, just quickly on the latest there. So this comes up every now and then in councils and now at this time it's in the state parliament. The Lord's Prayer continues to have a legitimate place in parliament. It's been part of the parliamentary process since 1918. It's symbolic um, not only of the Christian eth ethos that underpins Western civilization, but it's, it's, it's symbolic. It's a tradition for all Australians. And at the moment we seem to be trying to get rid of all of our um, traditions that, that come back to our democratic system, our Westminster system, and removing this prayer from Parliament is actually part of an act of eliminating our history because it's our Judeo-Christian history. So we are calling on the government to retain the Lord's Prayer in the Victorian Parliament. So you can join that as well. Well, Wendy Francis, always outstanding insight. And for listeners, uh, this time slot through the year 2024, we'll be continuing getting updates from the Australian Christian Lobby. And uh, for so many, it's just the way, because really you're not hearing this anywhere else, uh, your opportunity to get an update on what is happening uh, with the ethics and the politics. And Wendy Francis, you're always such a valued guest. Uh, there's a number of issues that listeners could follow through, uh, whether it's a petition to sign or just finding more detail about the sorts of things we're talking about today in your state or those things that are all about the whole nation you can go to acl.org.au that's the website for the australian christian lobby acl.org.au wendy francis thank you so much for another great update today on 2020 thanks neil god bless you all Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.